0: I don't I think we need to uh, add some you know some more merch to the uh to the Koos Cave, like a, some Dario franchetti merch, uh some that could be fake autographed by him. Could
1: it be uh, like commemorative plates? Mm. Mm-hmm. Like uh are they you individually know, drawing numbered? Of, uh well oh, the yes, of course. That's how you know that they're uh are the artificial. And do they come with a certificate of authenticity? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, the Certificate of Authenticity also has its own Certificate of Authenticity. That's how you know you can trust that Authenticity Certificate. So I have a feeling that this is
2: guaranteed to appreciate in value.
1: Mm-hmm. Guaranteed to have uh, a level of value. A level of value. A this level. That's what we're after. Mm-hmm. And that was who doesn't want that, value?
2: That's the level I
1: needed to have. It can be... You can have Dario like. You know, wearing his quarterback helmet, you know, going back to pass. Then you can have one of him like driving a race car. You can have like all the whole the whole gamut. One of him slopping the hogs and the overalls, <laughs> chopping <laughs> chopping wood.
3: I, I would like a series of commemorative plates of any famous a group of people all wearing overalls and slopping the hogs. <laughs> yeah. they baseball players, paid to Saints. You know those votive candles of saints. <laughs> That'd be badass if you know uh, the pious Thomas VI Aquinas slapping the hogs.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and for some reason he's doing it next to the 1984 Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> offensive line. Why are they all there? It's all five of them and uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas yeah, the slapping yes. them hogs. Really strange.
2: You want to question uh, reality, or you want to slap them hogs? Now crack open a beer and. <laughs> Okay, so I think we've hit we've hit two design choices where it's either Dario Frangetti in one pose doing a million different things. Yeah <laughs> going back <exactly>. to pass,
1: <laughs> arm up going back to pass, surfing yeah, and hanging ten. Yeah, he's yeah. he's got the quarterback helmet, he has a racing helmet, he oh. has like a baseball cap, it's you just change the hat every time. Yeah. Or yep. we
2: have a pose of someone slopping the hogs and we swap the face out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm. <laughs> Can
0: we do both? I, I, I think you ride one, you ride the Dario wave as long as it goes, and when sales start to we decline, can... we're slapping hogs. Yeah, <laughs> so we
1: can make a time... set of, of uh, every American vice president slapping the hogs. <laughs> 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 Guaranteed to appreciate and value. Look, there's Spiro Agnew.
3: <laughs> Ooh, young vice president. um there's certain so I, you know we of course we know when we do a session we know what the different subjects are um sometimes i think like all right well what would be good like we've got one that's going to take some thought so oh this one's going to be really funny or there's a lot of funny shit so let's do that first get everybody kind of like um hyped up to do the next one or something like that um that's one note the second bit is uh when we have done a movie tv cartoon Usually, at least the episode before, we tell Lil' Cap'n, hey, you might want to go out and watch, say, The Black Hole, because next week we're going to make fun of it. Um, I think those two points are why we should just start this session with the discussion about Dr. Detroit. (laughs) To
2: to steal away any chance of someone seeing it.
3: Yes. There is no reason for you to go out and see this movie. Um, (sighs) If you... I I don't know. I'll let you make up your own mind, Captain Travis. Um, The other bit is like, there's no reason to like get hyped up and then just like lurch to a halt here. We're just going to go ahead while we're already, while the car has stopped, we're going to go ahead and clean the windshield here. Um, We're just going to take advantage of the no momentum at all And just
0: start with this motherfucker. Because we love our fans so much, we want to do them the service of making sure that they don't go out and watch this movie before listening.
2: When I was a kid, I would eat the vegetables that I disliked the most so that I could eat the part that I liked the best later. Mm -hmm. It's like saving it for dessert. We got to get this out of the way. This is legal advice. We have, (laughs) legally, we are
1: bound. Except this is of no nutritional value. (laughs) No nutritional value. No. Yeah. Okay. So that's just it. So. Sorry, uh,
3: Doctor Detroit. This is a uh, this is a 1983 Dan Aykroyd movie. Um, writer, maybe director and star. Um, no writer and star. none of those. Nope. Like, no, none of those. Just star. He is the star. He did not write or direct. He yeah, just started. I don't
2: think anyone. Right, did I knew it wasn't yet. a
3: director. I thought he had some
0: writing in this because no, there's I had some takeaway uh, of going like that dumb motherfucker how did he write any yeah. of this and then I looked it up and he did not write it and I was no. like okay, okay. You're, now you're, you're, you're still bad but I appreciate that you didn't write this
2: so the movie is Dr. Detroit <laughs> and already we're arguing about who's dumb enough to fault. have written this terrible yes. movie yeah. who's
1: responsible for this yeah. right. this is the That's... Nuremberg trials for Dr. Detroit <laughs> right the Detroit the trials way, it was
0: just following orders
2: <laughs> in the opening when they're running they're running through like the, the cat like directed by
1: starring like that it should start with an apology uh <laughs> For what we've and done. i should say, directed by this guy, seven years in prison. Written by this guy, 11 years in prison. Responsible. Yes. yes. <laughs> the word responsible should be there. I don't care who edited it or whatever,
2: but responsible for this movie, we need to know, going in.
3: Okay, I, I, I don't know that they need to apologize. Mm. The main thing for me, we'll see what you guys take. The main thing for me, it was amazingly nothing.
1: Yes. My, my quick review of it was, it's as nothing a movie as I have ever seen. <laughs> yes. Yes. I did not...
3: Okay, I, there were a couple bits. I, I will point out one bit that I thought was funny, and okay, I laughed Matt, once. Yeah.
0: Let's I just once. quick... Let me just quick set the stage for... Uh, just to get a full context for Little Captain Travis. This uh, The year is, what, 1983, I think? Three. 1983. Yeah, 1983. Dan Aykroyd, hot off of his SNL and Blues Brothers, the movie, success, uh, stars in a movie called Dr. Detroit, which, uh, from some of the lines I saw on the Wikipedia page, said that there were high hopes that this was going to be a box office smash. Uh, so that's the movie that we unfortunately watched, and here we are I would love to to see, I would
2: love to see who had those high hopes. I would love to see the, uh, the references. Uh, I'm I'm checking Wikipedia sources on this one. (laughs) There's (laughs) no no way.
3: Okay. Okay. Think of, uh, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, and then he did Dr. Detroit. You'd be like, wait, what the fuck? Like, you would just go, I don't know, the premise is dumb, but he's funny, so it'll be funny. Sure, sure. He's not that funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, no one. That's what I. It's. I was thinking like, well, the, whose fault is it? Because I. I can't really blame anyone in the movie, because there's there's nothing there, and it's just so poorly directed. Everything is Luke just like. Well, how Hablam. could you think that could be funny? Like you're the one shooting this. What's wrong with you? The depth of this story.
2: Here's the depth of the story. Imagine if you. Imagine if you you like got like a cliff notes on on screenplay and it had like a, a wacky mad libs where it's like fill in protagonist fill in setting but they forgot to do that but spilled coke on it. <laughs> this movie is about a nerd who has to go to two dinner dates but one is he's the he's the son of the head of an a, a failing college and they need that grant money and the other dinner date that happens at the same time is he has to accept the award for world's best pimp at the Pimp and ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's like,
2: I'm an associate professor.
1: Of course I have
2: to give that's, a speech and dance
1: at the pimp ball. And be king of the pimps. That is 100% true. That's it's not literally even, the premise. that's not exaggerated at all.
3: Well, not the premise. <sighs> that's the uh,
1: solution. Or that that's like the, the climactic moment, right? Yeah, right. it's the It's an idea for a movie. It's not like, <laughs> it's like, here's our notes for the movie. And then they just the notes just were the script. And they're like, I, I guess this is, I didn't realize scripts were one and a half pages long. Like,
2: if it's if in just, like the screenplay format, it's like, then something dramatic happens. Right. And they're like, yeah. go film that. Go film the dramatic yes. thing happening. And then a comedic moment. They're like, oh, we should do a funny one now. Let's do a funny moment. But at no point was there any continuity from like shot to shot or even scene to scene.
0: Yeah, yeah, there was probably hopes that by the time it would be on set, like, it would add up to more than the sum of its parts, but it is mm-hmm. it is barely its individual parts. And I kept thinking, I'm, I was actually looking forward to, you, like, you guys talking through, like, the plot or what happened here, because I remember when we did um, The Black Hole, there were several things that I, like didn't think made sense and then I just completely missed them cuz I'm a moron and you guys were like no duh this is what happened. And there were so many times it went from scene to scene in Doctor Detroit where I was like what the fuck just happened and I was like oh well
3: maybe I missed it and they'll explain it. No, but. I I I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel that it was like what wait what at all is happening now? Um okay. generally it um in the very beginning, the very beginning when they're trying to give you like they're trying to paint Doctor Detroit by he's speed walking with mirrors, side view mirrors on his glasses. Grant, his name is not
1: Doctor Detroit. Yes, yes, That's, yes. We should, well, we should be just be clear if we're going to explain Let's, the plot, yeah, right? Who, okay, so, three, two, Dr. one, yeah. not it. Who wants to do the plot? Clifford Squidlow. I'll, I'll do the. I'll do the plot. Grant walks through, and so it might Unfortunately. not be right. So uh, it starts out with Dan Aykroyd, who's like a nerd, and he's power walking around through the park. And then uh, Howard Hessman and his whores are driving around in a limo for some reason. Howard Hessman, sorry, Howard Hessman. By the way, if you he is DJ WKRP. Johnny Fever on WKRP. Yep. Yes. yes. Uh, Great guy. They just sort of like look at him and they're like, "Oh wow, what a nerd." That that is the entire uh, way that Dan Aykroyd's character is introduced. Is Oh, wow, what a nerd. There we go. That's it. We already know the character. We're in love with him. We're rooting for him. We want him to win. He's That's an everyman. So, Howard Hessman and the whores uh, get called into, <laughs> That's a for some band. reason, this, uh, the, the mob boss of Chicago is like this weird fat old lady named Mom. And I, they really thought that was going to be funny. But then it wasn't yes, funny. And the p- but, all the pimp names. Yeah, but... Like, they had, like Smooth Walker? Yeah. Like, oh, half God. of... The, Smooth Walker is Howard Heston's character. Yeah, yes. But, like, half of the jokes in the movie are hung on the idea that mom is going to be funny. And it's not funny. And so, all... Everything else that follows that... Yeah. Fails because... You know how in Futurama yeah. it's funny? In Futurama it's funny. In yeah, Futurama's funny. Character. That's excellent. No, this is just... This it, is not. This is just some weird fat old lady who's kind of angry... A note that mm-hmm. I wrote
2: several times is: Who is this movie for?
1: Yeah, it's because
2: it's like it's like safe kid humor, but it's like coked up Dan Aykroyd and mom, like
3: <laughs> and pimps um, and the the first thread is the nerd, and as Corey mentioned, um, you find out that he's the son of the dean of a failing college or the son of a something of a failing college. Um, meanwhile, uh, Howard Hessman, Smooth Walker's character, um, he's a pimp. But he kind of works for mom, this like head pimp uh, or some kind of a crime boss, and he owes her money. Turns out he's just been spending the pimp money on himself instead of I don't know help you know donating it or giving his share to the the big boss. Uh oh, he needs a patsy to take the fall. So in a Ugh. scene like that's been done everywhere, a trope where he's like coming up with a name by reading things in the room. He says, the, "There's this pimp uh, named." Dr. Usual Detroit. Suspects style. Usual Suspects. Um, I remember something. What movie, kids? Uh, Little Captain Travis, you can email us um, where he says McButt his name back. is Maxwell Hauser because he sees Maxwell House uh, coffee can. Yes, Bart Simpson saying Mcbutt back. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so he says there's a character named Dr. Detroit, a pimp that's moving in. Then he has to find some patsy. Well, he happens to go to a restaurant and sees the nerd, and he decides he's going to convince this nerd to become a pimp and then blame it all on him. They proceed to wine him, dine him, 69 him, get him high, and uh, take him to a club, and we'll, we will address all of this. But he doesn't really agree, but he kind of gets pulled in because Smooth Walker leaves the country. Uh, but that's it. That's a pimp's agreement. This on your head
2: now, and then you split town. Those are the magic words. It's on your head right. now. I split town. Now you're the new pimp.
3: Yes, they had a pimpleman's agreement. He, <laughs> he stuck for it. Um, <laughs> And meanwhile, Mom was trying to test to see if he's like a real pimp that'll take care of his bitches. So he gets one of his, one of the whores arrested. Well, now he has to... There's an awkward scene. He has to go and uh, get her out of jail. We will discuss this scene, of course. Um, uh, then uh, he gets her out of court um, as Colonel Sanders, essentially, or like Foghorn Leghorn is probably a better way to say that. So whatever. So now he's done something, but then Mom comes to... Uh, the uh, penthouse, while he's discovering that, oh, these ladies weren't just nice to me. They're actually horrors. Wait, I'm now a p-p-p-p-p-p-p-p. I am now a I can not even say it. So then Mom busts in. He acts real tough. He pretends he knows karate. The thugs seem to be scared. He, uh, but he says, Dr. Detroit's coming. I'm not Dr. Detroit, but Dr. Detroit will meet you tonight. There's some more hijinks, because uh, it's a story of confusion. But he finally meets her. He is... I'm just gonna go ahead and say it: an Elton John cyborg. That was yes. the writer's yep. idea of what go. a pimp looked like.
1: There you go, Elton John mm.
3: cyborg, like so, chainmail
2: gauntlet, uh-huh. uh, like mad scientist Halloween wig.
3: Yeah, um, Doc Brown. He is uh, Doctor Brown hair. Mm-hmm. The Doc Brown
2: hair, and Lime then like, uh, and then he's dressed like the mask that Jim Carrey yes. movie. He's like green I mean, pants, oh.
3: brown, excellent. Big With an android zoot, arm,
2: like yellow zoot yeah. suit, and he's and he's got his chainmail gauntlet because the real whoever that guy is is very chivalric yep. and loves chivalry. Um, so, uh, so boy.
3: bad. So, like I'm all so pimps mad do at this movie, pimps care about <laughs> ladies. So, um, oh, you're such a pimp. Anyway, he was a for the chivalrous
2: hearts. pimp. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so there's a confrontation. He gets the better of her. Um, then everybody loves him. He's going to be pimp of the year, but reprise mom. She comes back and confronts him while he's also supposed to be, um, uh, you know, trying uh, to get like the grant fancy, money from. Yeah, grant yeah, money thing. Because, oops, they happen at the same night as was already mentioned. But. The,
1: the fancy donors gala. Ooh. Yep. That sort of. What? Very,
2: That's the night of the players ball. Mm-hmm. I can't go to both. Yes.
1: Someone who would say, well, I never. It's the type exactly. of person who would go to this event. So he uh, gets into a fight with mom. The
3: fight rolls, and all the players come in. That rolls into the room that all the snooty dean types are in. The but the sword fight, uh, yeah. he, he wins. They have a sword. He fight. bests her, and uh, then he also reveals that uh, he's never going to be the doctor again. And all the whores are set free, which is uh, <laughs> but. Then that's uh, essentially the end. So that's the plot. It's about a nerd who, who uh, lives it up for a little while and makes everything better on both sides of his life. And it does an Animal House ending where they read what they have.
2: You are so generous to this movie. You are so generous in your description of this movie in that there are like, you're like, it's about a nerd who's trying to live both ends of the life. No, it's about a script that was never written. Yes. It's, yes. it's,
1: it's a, <laughs> a script that was just bullet points.
2: Yeah, well, he's going to have to fight mom
3: at some point. How about, with a, how about with a sword? Corey, you say I'm being generous, but uh, between you and Grant, yes, it's like there's bullet points. But if if I was telling you, like, hey, a guy who's coming off two funny movies or, or many funny things, and people like him, and here's a story, and it's like, dumb, but probably you're going to get something funny out of it. Hot tub time machine? I mean, come on, dumb. But mm-hmm. you know, right. there's some laughs, you know? Lots also, of movies are like that this. that
2: format of a movie of... Let's put a funny guy in a situation and just let him riff. That's mm-hmm. like all the movies now. And I'm a fan of movies. I see these. I watch them. <laughs> this is like, this is something that uh, I like. The format works. The format has worked in the past. Uh, and Dr. Detroit.
1: Just, and even just like the really, really basic sketch outline of this movie is very similar to uh, The Man Who Knew Too Little with Bill Murray. It's just like he's like a uh Oh yeah, I've never seen he, that. He's just like a normal person who gets mistaken for like a spy or an assassin mm-hmm. or something and then he gets caught up in this other world and he doesn't yeah. Right. It's very similar to that except right. that movie's very funny and it well, works cuz it was Let written. me ask you this, Ben. <laughs> ben, I want to know this cuz you
2: suggested this movie. I have never heard of this movie. Yes. And then you and then I wasn't the first to start watching it. Like Matt was watching it, and everyone's like, where do we find it? It's really hard to find. I was like, why is this cult classic so hard to find? Ben,
1: how did you discover this movie? Yes. Start start from there. Start from, why did you do this to us? (laughs) I'm going to just say it right now. This is causing
3: me, it caused me to make life changes. I am never going to bring, like, hey, let's go watch this thing. I'm going to watch it first. I'm just going to watch it first because then I'll know if it's, like, if it's worth discussing or worth sharing with you guys. I just thought like, hey, let's go check this out. Here's how I found it. Um, I think it was a Jake Fogelnest Instagram, but um, it was like, hey, podcast to this movie, uh, or podcast, Jesus Christ, soundtrack to this movie. Um, and I just, on the cover, is him in, the, in half of the, uh, I mean, he doesn't have the, the wig and the glasses, but he's wearing the Dr. Detroit costume holding a sword, swinging on a chain, Tarzan style, with some whores in the back, and it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what the plot's about, but I mean, just like, you know, and and I posed it to you guys, hey, that one, or The Last Dragon, which actually is good and funny, um, shown up, Kiss My Converse, (laughs) all that stuff, Um, and- I don't remember
1: which one of us uh, pushed for Dr. Detroit, but whoever that one was, he was an asshole. At least three of us went like, well, just look at this fucking thing, because just- Hey, Captain Travis,
3: Google this motherfucker, and you'll see the like you know the, the movie poster or the, the movie poster. you know. If you see it, it's just like, well, okay, that there's probably something funny or bizarre or weird. And I had heard like, well, it's kind of like it. It, it was a box office bomb, but it achieved like some cult status. And after watching it. What cult? Why?
0: Mm, well, yeah, no. you, Why? you used that phrase when selling us that it achieved cult status, and I kept thinking, like, what, what are, where is this cult? How
3: did Who we miss the this? this? The
1: world's cult? lamest They've cult. They've already
0: ki- killed themselves, I have to assume. <laughs>
2: <laughs> here's, here's a great moment. Um, Mom busts in and is like, where's this Dr. Detroit? And Dan Aykroyd has just realized that these women were whores. Mm-hmm. whores. All right? So this he is the fish out of water. Mm -hmm. And mom busts in. And by the way, she looks like if the bus driver lady fucked the lunch lady. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. And grew up to be a mean librarian. Like, she's got a cardigan (laughs) on and she's shaped like a gumdrop. She's not frightening. Just to let you know. at all. Nor are her goons.
3: Large Marge, but without the scary face.
2: So she comes in and she's like, all right, where the hell's this doctor? Detroit. We're going to fucking kill him. And um, she's she's not very threatening, like I said. She has to deliver a line that she she has to turn away from cameras to to do it. She's walking back and forth in front of the whores and gritting through her teeth. This actress says, "Oh, I'm gonna enjoy running these bitches." That is the one <laughs> laugh I had was at this woman's discomfort in. <laughs> trying to sound like a pimp. That's the okay. only time I laughed in this whole movie was watching someone frown.
1: Yeah. Uh Grant, when was your one laugh? Uh the my one laugh uh, was when they were in the junkyard and it was uh like somehow like they they start trying to shoot Dr. Detroit and he's running away and then they come and like pop the their the, the tires of the the car that the whores were in and then the the limo driver, I don't. He just, just the way he's like, oh, I don't, I don't even, we don't even know these guys. I never even met them. Something about that made me laugh. I don't remember what it was.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he says what Diavolo says.
1: Yes, Diavolo.
3: Yeah. Which what that doesn't make any Why, sense. Why is his either. name Diavolo? I don't know. Eh. Um. My one laugh, which by the way, I, I, I took a couple pages in in my notebook, but um, I do have one that says thirty minutes in, still no laughs. So uh, in the beginning, <laughs> a third of the way through the movie, this ninety-minute uh, thriller, uh, yeah, I mean, like just not a one. You're just kind of like staring at, it. and maybe at two you know, minutes comedies- and thirty seconds,
2: two minutes and thirty seconds, not sexy, not funny, not anything, is what I wrote down. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's pretty much the end of it. Um, so the uh, the bit that I laughed at. Um, so the dad is the dean, you know, the college is failing, he really needs, he needs this donor to write a check, some, some rich businessman. He's coming in, into town to deliver the check. Um, well, Dr. Detroit was supposed to be there, but he didn't pick him up, so he gets waylaid um, through, through something, but uh, all of a sudden, and, and he's nervous the next day, God dang it, where is he? Blah, 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 how could you have, you know, screwed this up? And then it's like, oh, the police are here. Oh, the police. Oh, uh, no, he's dead. Oh, I hope they found the check. Um, under his breath yeah. saying, I hope they found the check, I thought it was funny. Of like, oh, he's dead. Oh, I hope they found the check. Okay. It was really that, folks, was the, like, the mm-hmm. bright, shining comedy moment to me in this movie. So that when tells you, you what up, you're When you pick him up, make sure he's with. got the check.
2: Oh, I hope the check's okay. Oh, yeah. did he bring the check? But the yeah. check's okay. Like...
3: Yeah, like this is what monks eat as part of like sensory deprivation. Like this
1: is <laughs>
3: this is the equivalent of that. So Matt, did you laugh? I, I was thinking.
0: Um, <laughs> I was thinking I laughed. I was thinking there was one. <laughs> I didn't write it down, but on um, a genuine laugh uh, with the movie, there was one. But I did have a, a couple laugh at, out loud at the movie. <laughs> and, but not enough because yeah you know if it's a good bad movie you're yes. laughing at it a lot more a yeah, lot yeah. or there's yeah. a tongue in cheek but my my laugh at the movie um, <laughs> the first one was when um, he they they first are are trying to spring the trap on him uh, by finding this nerd and bringing him back to the party wine dine sixty nine uh, with the whores. and mm. he. I think like some curtains open up or something, and they're like in a hot tub, and then suddenly it be, it becomes a cartoon where he walks around at oh, high speed. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like the dabba debit
0: whoop whoop whoop
1: yeah. jumps
0: into the hot tub, and I believe he even made an
3: auga noise, which I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I laughed it out loud. I was like, "It just doesn't." What is he doing?
1: Why is he? The movie like isn't
3: that? that kind of like slapstick silly thing. And
1: no, no
0: it was bizarre. Um. I laughed at right before that, uh, where he, he has a quote. Um, this is, I, I think this is, uh, I think he's with like, he's in normalville. This is while uh, cut to the smooth Walker and them are plotting. But, um, Dan Aykroyd at some point says, nothing's going to change my life. My life is set. <laughs> and it's like so like yeah. oh gee whiz uh-huh. what could happen it's like yep.
2: it's like screenwriting like from a like yeah. in a foreign language it's like you know uh i will overcome an adversity if it's given to me <laughs> like that's essentially
0: yes. what all the lines are yeah I, I have two i think two more laughs one is um when he and his mom and dad are so he and his dad are talking about getting that that check. Got to get that check um, to save the college. And, and the dad says, "Without that check, Monday next, the bank's gonna close this college down." And I'm like, "What is this mom and pop college that like they're, they're <laughs> yeah. running the mom and pop corner college? That <laughs> the banks are gonna close down. Like what? Yep. Uh,
1: and why would they and give and a why? fuck? Yeah. So an entire college depends on uh, receiving this this grant money or the the endowment or whatever." It's so obviously it's big check. Why does it have to be hand delivered in person by <laughs> right. some guy who works for the company that's donating it? Cuz it's why important. It, uh, they it's, mentioned this is several like a times. 1000000 million check.
0: If it gets lost, you know, they're they're screwed if it gets lost along the way like you w- w- That's how what? checks work. That's, yeah. that's why they're <laughs>
2: always large. Yeah, that's why <laughs> the checks are large so that you don't lose so them. You don't them. displace yeah, Exactly. Displace yeah. <laughs> hey, be careful with it. That's why it's huge. That's why it's enormous. Mm -hmm. Um, the thing about him working for a poor college, that's when you should go cookie cutter and be like, it's a poor, anything but a college. That's what it says (laughs) in the textbook.
1: (laughs) A poor college. Sure. Like, no,
3: go
2: spend the least amount of time, the story of this college.
1: So I have a question about, well, I'm sure we all have many questions. So many. uh, My main question, and it's the entire, like, it's the source of the plot of the movie. If you are a pimp and you are in debt to the mob boss and you tell that mob boss a lie like, hey, actually, there's an even bigger, tougher, scarier guy uh, who's like sort of like beating me up and running me out. And that's why I can't pay you back. So really, you got to go talk to this big, tough, scary, super boss why do you say, man, we need to get a nerd to play this super mob tough boss yeah, guy? I why wrote, does it have to
0: be a nerd? I wrote that too. Why does it have to be a nerd? I, that's where I, did I miss that? Well, a patsy,
3: somebody who will believe it. Just a patsy and then the patsy happens to be the But nerd. then
1: you need the fucking
2: boss, you need but, mom to believe it. What you need it, get a kid who's like, I want to be a
3: pimp someday. Like you are now. <laughs> sure. Yeah, there are no
1: big tough patsies.
3: Well, right. You could get a big dummy like a galoot. You want yeah. a galoot. A galoot is your answer here. Yeah, yeah you want a galoot, yes. not a nerd. We have a, a word right. for
1: that in the English language, and it's galoot. <laughs> See, like, in my <laughs>
2: mind, if you're if you're playing, if you're doing a, p- a pimpleman's agreement, we, which we said was now you're the, <laughs> the heat's on you and you skip town. That's how that works. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He does he does the pimp split, and you would want someone like I understand you want someone that will hold the mob boss's attention for as long as possible for you to get as far away from as possible. But a
3: nerd who doesn't know anything. Uh, uh, well, uh not just a nerd. I, I don't understand. A college professor who's like, you know, he he just wants to spout facts and he's a know-it-all and knows a whole bunch of crap. But like, how are you going to be like? You should be a pimp, or like to trick him into the, Like, it just why would he bite on that? I mean, so what are you, well, a of professor? Chivalry? Yeah, get
1: him stoned and, yeah. yes, him and tell him he's a pimp. Of chivalry, he's the professor. He's the professor of, of chivalry. chivalry. So. Uh, I feel it's my uh, it's my s- uh, station to jump in here uh, because uh, I noticed several parallels between uh, things in this movie and Don Quixote. Oh, so okay. Don Quixote for the uninitiated uh, is a crazy old man who is obsessed with the old chivalric tales of medieval knights and whatever. Mm. He's obsessed with chivalry. And he believes okay. all that stuff even though it's all clearly fake made up nonsense. Uh
3: Grant. Very this, good so call. This here. is why we keep you on well, staff, by the way. The Grant. reason
1: I noticed this uh these parallels is because uh Dan Aykroyd refers to uh the, yes, the he does. limo driver guy yep. as Sancho. Yep. Yes, I caught that. So, uh yep. Sancho is uh Don Quixote's uh buddy who's come follows around and also The limo driver is like Sancho because he's, for some reason, follows these people around, but he seems to be much smarter and aware of, like, what's actually going on. Keeps him out of trouble. uh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, man, you're crazy. Why are you doing this? But then he just follows him anyway. Same with the other guy. I've tried to tell you, you shouldn't have spent your money on this. You shouldn't have. Yep. What
2: if Don Quixote had to go to two dinner dates at once and
1: he was a pimp? Uh, There's also, uh, there's a point early in Don Quixote where... He mistakes a bunch of whores for being fair maidens, mm. Mm. and that's exactly what Dan Aykroyd does here. Uh, Grant, and I also, think you I wrote it. down of my bullet points. Uh, the last one was is a deluded weirdo. Yep. Both the uh, yeah. So I'm just I'm just saying there's some parallels here. I think uh, think this movie's a little smarter than we're giving it credit for. <laughs>
3: hey, hey, look this this is done right. Um, uh, oh brother, where art thou? Is uh,
1: uh, mm-hmm. the Odyssey?
3: Um, mm-hmm. What is um, what's the? <laughs> we've done this, goddammit it, before with Stern and Rosenkrantz. What what one is that? Hamlet. Hamlet two. Arctic Commando. Yep. That's Hamlet two. Arctic Commando. damn it, you dickheads! Whatever the real one is, that's what. Um, Strange <laughs> <laughs> <Hamlet> Brew <Brut laughs> <won, laughs> the first one, the only <laughs> one. That's what it is.
2: Hamlet, the non-awesome one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes.
1: Hamlet, <laughs> the, the boring
2: Hamlet won the prequel. The fa- the phantom menace. The phantom menace. I admit, my hands are in touchdown pose for the listener. I'm alone in this. Well, they
0: can see. They're watching the video stream. <laughs> Most yeah. of you and can see. Yeah, they it, can all see.
2: Anyone that can't
0: see, uh, something's wrong there. <laughs> Send us money. <laughs> Pay up, and then you can. Uh, Grant, that's brilliant. That's why we, we keep a Don Quixote expert on staff for moments mm-hmm. like that. Everyone's, uh, every writer's room's got to have one. People laughed but, at the cost of a Don, H- Don Quixote scholar on the uh, staff
2: or a legal team.
0: <laughs> the, uh, the the last uh, you know thing I'll add here, maybe kind of wrapping up, uh, is is my last laugh of the movie. That was my I, hardest
1: laugh. Sorry, I oh. assumed you had none left because I couldn't believe there would be that many. I had one more. <laughs> this was a I, this was like a like um, a guffaw, more more mm.
0: like. After all of this fucking bizarre thing where, what did you say, the the, the player's ball has to happen at the same day as the gala, and and there's a sword fight, and you're going, what the fuck is going on? Suddenly... It just stops, and it cuts to the National Lampoon's ending where, like, this guy married the whore. And, and I just yeah. laugh, like, we don't even know who these people are or what they're doing here, but here's how they end up. Yeah. It was what like, the, the, the dude
2: with the check married the whore, and they're both active in Republican politics. I was like, that is oddly specific.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then the next one would be like, and he married this whore, and here's what they're doing. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. None, of, none of the characters are introduced. No, uh, not ever. The thing, Never. Like, in like a really lame, generic, awful movie, there would be like, uh, one of the horrors would be like, oh, I just sort of, you know, I don't know how I fell into this life. I was just trying to be, I I have a dream of doing the blah, 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 but then eh, I just sort of fell into this. And yeah. then at the end, uh, she gets to do the blah, blah, blah. That doesn't even, it, there's none of that. No. The I horrors are just one whore 2 whore 3 whore 4 Dan like, Aykroyd is nerd number one. Like when like, when,
0: when they do that on National Lampoons and someone goes on to become something member of the Republican Party, it's funny because you know they have a conservative side or they don't, and it's a twist or whatever. But nothing yeah. that yes. they become, we 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 don't know who these people are, so why would it right. matter what they go on to do?
2: I'm going to yeah. be very honest. I was watching the movie and they were they had just finished the fairly intense dance sequence at the players' ball,
1: mm-hmm. uh, which you just dance made sequence. up. And With James was, Brown,
2: I couldn't stand another moment of like him, like his dad going, "Where have you been?" And Dan oh, Aykroyd being like, oh, "Oh, I gotta give a speech now." And the the dean of checks is like, "I'm mad. I couldn't stand I any believe- more of that." He's so introducing I, me before the first, before the main course. So I I clicked ahead. I was like, I don't want to watch any more of this movie. And I clicked ahead to a sword fight, and I clicked ahead again <laughs> to the National Lampoons. I was like. If they packed all the jokes at the end, I'm going to be so pissed.
0: <laughs> they did not. <laughs> they did not. And
2: I sat down and I watched the last 15 minutes of it, and I was like, okay, just so I know. Just so I know. Just so I know. This isn't the biggest build-up of all time.
3: Dude, that, but dance, I had written, scene, that dance scene, he I, just does the Blues Brothers dances. His dumb right. fucking, like, trot in place dance that he does, that was his dance in this.
1: I don't think he can dance. That's I think all that's got. all he knows how to do. That's all he's got. Oh, I guess my last question is... Why does a sword fight solve their problems? Don't you know he, about pimping? Dan Aykroyd beats the fat old lady in a sword fight, uh-huh. and so now she has to leave and yes. go away. Of course. Because he beat her in a sword fight. I think you ever and had a sword fight? not a pimp. That, that resolves everything.
2: Yeah. It's the pimp's okay. code. That's Moving on. the code of the pimp. See? <laughs>
1: yes, it's the all code. clear. Okay, good. Just wanted that cleared up. You ever ah, lost Grant. a sword fight? Okay. Grant, the last
2: time I was at a player's ball, there was both foil and épée fencing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What do you think is in those canes? Yeah. No No saber. saber? No saber. Not. Mm -hmm. You know what? It's it's falling out of fashion.
3: But hey, uh, Grant. So yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, the pimp sword fight part was a little confusing. Um, Where'd they Mm -hmm. get the swords? I mean, they were like skewered meat, but they were like.
1: Yeah, for some reason, there were kebab skewer things, but they also had like uh, hand shields and like it was sure, just a. Full it was just a rapier. You want a basket yeah. hilt when you're eating a kebab. Basket <laughs> hilt. And for some reason, the servers were wearing like the costumes and yeah. Yeah.
3: No. I mean, well, you uh, mean the gravy
1: shield? Keeps your hand clean when you eat a kebab. The <laughs> gravy shield, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's a gravy boat. There's a gravy shield. I'm sure there's lots of gravy things. Gravy gauntlet, probably. Yeah. Uh, gravy skis. Yes. Well, there's also the part where. The lady whore, one of them, gets uh, picked up for being a whore, mm-hmm. and then Dan Aykroyd has to somehow free her, and so oh, he dresses up like Colonel Sanders because he sees that the judge's name is Judge Robert E Lee, like Jefferson Davis or something like that. <laughs> Judge <Or> da- uh, <laughs> no, Davis Judge Jackson. Davis Jackson. That's what it is. Uh, and so, and he's like the the southernest southern boy that's ever been southerned. So, he goes up there, dressed as Colonel Sanders, impersonating a Southern lawyer. Uh, and he basically just says, let her go. And the judge is like, oh, you're Southern, clearly. You're another stereotype yeah. uh, here. He says, she's like, uh, this is my sister or something. And then it turns out it's the black one. And oh, he says that they're they're related because he said that they have the same last name. And that's why as like they're running out of the courtroom, the judge is like, wait a minute. Because uh, mm-hmm. she's black and he's white. He says, I want that man charged with impersonating a cracker.
3: Yes. Hmm. I thought
2: that was a noteworthy quote. See, we're laughing same. as hard as anyone did. Yes. Hey, just imagine being in that movie theater. I, probably la I mean, this is this the era of, this is like, Dan Ackerman's in a movie. Cool, we'll do some coke. And then we'll go to the movie. and then I'll do a little <laughs> coke while I'm at the movie. <laughs> You want another hit of Coke? Yeah, I'm going to get some popcorn. Maybe some Coke. (laughs) So people were probably laughing their ass off, uh, at least for one screening of this. possible.
0: Well, Grant cracked the code with uh, Don Quixote, but I did have one fact that I learned, which uh, adds to the long list of Simpsons jokes that I'm just now getting 20 years later. Uh, (laughs) You may remember, uh, I believe it's Homer saying, Maybe maybe he's trying out for Santa, and he says, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, comet Cupid, Cupid Donna, Dixon. Donna Dixon. I had never seen anything with the actress Donna Dixon ah. until now, so one of, one of the hooers was Donna Dixon, who met Dan Aykroyd on set, and they married because of Dr. Detroit, so... It all you worked out. Have you ever seen, seen, So this, uh, so this spies movie worked like out
3: for one one couple? This watching this movie was ex- was just like learning about the Golden Fire Hydrant. It is an important part of lore that will help you tie together historical events. Hey, That's I mean, I, I know about, a lot about the San Francisco earthquake. My daughter was just reading a book about it. And I'm like, uh, Golden Hydrant, bam! Sounds like this is a future episode. Great, you want to call dibs on Golden Hydrant? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so look. Doctor Detroit looks like a movie. It sounds it's like not. a movie. <laughs> it's something else. Um The the good thing like you think these weird Dan Aykroyd movies like nothing but trouble where that one he did write that guy. Yeah, that um, one he's and responsible. It's just for. weird as shit. <laughs> oh yeah, that one <laughs> Hey, digital underground's in that motherfucker. So it's like, okay, there's some digital underground here. Um James probably be Brown probably something makes an to appearance. discuss
1: about that movie, I bet.
3: James Brown makes an appearance in this one and uh, Hey, he's fucking great. You're watching him do some of his cool ass stage moves and shit. And mm-hmm. it's like, does the splits? Man, he's pretty fucking good. Um, that's,
1: but it's probably not worth 90 minutes of your time yeah. to watch. No, it 90 begins seconds and ends James with Brown. James Brown. Yeah. And so you might as well just watch a James Brown like, concert or something. <laughs> like, don't. Yep. Or just watch Rocky Four. Just watch Rocky Four. That's got James Brown, and it's way better. And the the fucking Cold War ends. So yeah. watch Rocky Four. That's my verdict. As I watch Rocky Four. Yep. All right. Although I, I should say we should go down the line and say uh, for our rating of the movie, how many. Elmo dolls with realistic human penises. <laughs> oh, we no. Get it. Uh, uh. no, that's that rating does not apply to this at all. That, uh, <laughs> that's not a cross-movie rating. That's just for the... The number say, would be too many to rate everything. You the think number's it's like,
3: for kids, but it's not, and it's horribly wrong. Right, I know, like yeah.
2: one.
0: Like an Elmo doll with a realistic human penis. You think yes, it's for kids, I, but you understand. It's not, and you are wrong. From, if you've ever mistakenly watched uh, or been made to watch Dr. Detroit... Email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us how you feel. Maybe you just need someone to talk to.
3: (laughs) Yeah, if if you want to see, I I don't know, hopefully something unrelated, (laughs) you can check it out. You can find us on Instagram at
1: freelegaladvicepodcast.